know, some families, some individuals have taken the liberty to, you know, enjoy um, the playgrounds in the city, um, even when they were uh, technically closed. So the reopening is going to be an ongoing process, not as simple as saying once the signs are up, they're open. Well, we'll, we'll, that will be a message that goes out through um, uh, the mayor's office uh, to let the community know that that the, the playgrounds will be open. Okay. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. On Monday, playgrounds in St. Louis County officially reopened after months and months of being closed due to the coronavirus. But the city has yet to officially reopen its playgrounds. That's even though bowling alleys in the city are open, and bars, and many other places where scientists say you're far more likely to spread the coronavirus. Many parents are wondering why, and so joining us today to explain the city's thinking is Dr. Frederick Eccles. He's the director of the city's health department. So, Dr. Eccles, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So a lot of parents have been questioning the thinking here. How is it that bars have been good, they've been open now for months, and playgrounds have remained closed? Yeah, so the city of St. Louis, we've been really um, uh, adamant about making sure we softly reopen uh, some of the places, particular places that um, are prone to social gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, and playgrounds is one of those places. So, um, But to be clear, the... Um, parks within the city. So we have over 100, over 100 parks in the city of St. Louis, and the parks have been open, uh, but we've just been really cautious about the playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really important, especially when we look at the individuals that would typically gather uh, at playgrounds. Um, so we, when we think of playgrounds, we typically think of children. One of the things that we learned about children is that they can be prone to, or more prone to, um, developing uh, severe complications associated with COVID-19, such as multi-system inflammatory uh, syndrome in children. Mm-hmm. And so um, some of the, the recommendations that we've maintained in the city of St. Louis have been to protect our most, some of our most vulnerable populations. Um, and we've done a great job of that, especially with children. Right now, um, uh, individuals under the age of 19 account for only 7.7% of um, the COVID-19 cases. So the, the measures have been working. But, yeah, I mean, the city uh, has had some great success in this. I've got to give you guys some credit. You know, the city started with more cases than anybody in, in Missouri, and, and you've done a great job of keeping them under control. Well, it's really the community that's done done the work. So we've given out the recommendations, but part of our um, our response is really focused on education. So um, we can implement uh, our mandates and so forth, but if people don't understand the why behind the mandate, there's usually less compliance. So mm-hmm. you know, the mayor's office, the health department, we've really been adamant about, um, as the mayor would say, bringing the community along this journey with us. And the only way we can really do that effectively is by making sure they have accurate information all the time. And so that's been our focus. And you know, they've been adhering to the face covering requirements, um, social, social, physical, and physical distancing requirements, as well as those other preventive measures that we talk about day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it relates to playgrounds, you know, we are at a point where we think where we are um, preparing to reopen them, but we want to do it in a safe way. Um, so one of the things that we notice um, in our parks, in our playgrounds particularly, um, is the lack of um, signage, because we don't want people to rem- to be reminded that we're still in a pandemic. Although mm-hmm. the parks are open, the playgrounds will be reopening, 
Um, we want to make sure people are still reminded um, that, that we're in the middle of a pandemic. And so we'll be placing up signs, and we're um, uh, planning to have the signs posted today. Um, so in the signs will serve as a reminder that, yes, we are in, in still in, in the middle of a pandemic, and we still need to make sure we adhere to those uh, simple but effective measures that are necessary to slow the spread of COVID-19. So the signs are going to encourage parents, keep six feet from each other, wear masks, that sort of thing? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so those signs are going up today. Does that mean the playgrounds are open as of today? Well, overall, the you know it's been a, a slow reopening uh, for playgrounds, but uh, some of the playgrounds, uh, some families have taken the liberty to enjoy the playgrounds even when they were closed. So um, this would just be help. This would just help remind the parents that um, uh, to to be safe while they're enjoying. Um, amenities in the city. I will say as a parent, I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, you guys have not been replacing the tape around our neighborhood playground as people continue to tear it down. That's been an ongoing thing over the, the last six months where people have taken down this tape. It often happens at night. For all I know, it's teenagers. I've never seen uh, parents actually doing it. But I've noticed in recent weeks that that tape has not been going up again. So is it fair to say this has been somewhat of a soft reopening that you've been easing into this over the last few weeks? But for people who are real sticklers for the rules, the rules are now saying that, that these playgrounds are okay? Well, we're saying that we still don't recommend it, but we're saying, you know, some, as, you, as you mentioned, you know, some families, some individuals have taken the liberty to, you know, enjoy um, the playgrounds in the city, um, even when they were uh, technically closed. Um, and so we understand that in, sometimes individuals are going to engage in some behavior that may increase their risk. So mm-hmm. the health department, you know, we, we, um, want to make sure that individuals know that there is a risk associated with it, um, um, but we can't um, continue to just police our programs, uh, playgrounds, uh, but we want to make sure they're reminded um, of ways that they can enjoy the playground safely. Okay, so the tape is not going up. There is not going to be any policing telling people not to do this, but you do want to make clear people are doing this at their own risk, and there are going to be signs encouraging best behavior when people is there. Is that sort of a fair summary? That is a fair summary. Okay. Well, I think that's I think that's exciting news. Certainly, as as a parent of of two little kids who've been really missing their playground and maybe occasionally committing acts of civil disobedience in in recent <laughs> weeks, um, you know, it it seems like a lot of the science says that this virus is is largely transmitted through the air and that you're a lot less likely to get it from touching surfaces, which was such a, a worry early on in this pandemic. Is that part of your thinking on why you're not going to be so aggressively putting that? tape back up? Well, there is still some risk. So, you know, we encourage, we're encouraging, you know, families that, you know, in, that decide to um, enjoy the playgrounds to make sure they bring wipes with them, um, so you know, to wipe the um, the, the playground, or the, the apparatus that their children will be using mm-hmm. um, before and after to protect not only themselves, but other families they, that may um, decide to um, uh, use the playground. So there is still some risk. Um, mm-hmm. and so we just have to be mindful that, you know, we're in the, we're still in a pandemic and we just have to, to behave as such. So speaking of some risk, um, I know some schools have reopened in person and yet across the U.S. the numbers have been have been interesting and I think surprising. I saw a story in the Washington Post where even the teachers unions, uh, they, they acknowledged that they were surprised that there haven't been outbreaks um, and that while there have been some cases, they're, they're not tra- 
tracing them back to schools. And that this seems to be particularly the case for younger kids that um, with good social distancing and things like masks that they can do okay in an in-person setting. Would you like to see some effort to get the St. Louis public schools back in person or are we just not ready for that yet here in St. Louis? Well, so we've been working with um, all the school systems in the city of St. Louis. You know, our focus um, when we were developing our reentry guidelines was to make sure that every school in the city of St. Louis um, had a well-developed infection control plan. Um, and so every school uh, did their due diligence and um, developed a plan, and they're actually implementing the plan. Mm-hmm. And what we're finding is, um, to your point, a lot of the transmission um, is not occurring in schools, but what is happening is transmission is occurring in the community. And so we're having to really work more closely with parents um, to make sure they understand the importance of adhering to the prevention measures that we talk about day in and day out. You know, one of the um, thing that was that came to the health department's attention was that sometimes there have been uh, misinformation that was shared to the child, to a particular child by their parent, and that can cause um, points of contention in the school. And so we really need to do to make sure that parents also understand the importance of adhering to the prevention measures that we talk about um, every day. And so far in the city of St. Louis, you know, there has been no transmission um, within the schools. Um, that have resumed in-person learning. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're working really closely with um, Dr. Kelvin Adams and um, the staff at the St. Louis Public School System uh, to make sure that when they are ready to reopen for um, uh, in-person learning, that they can do so safely and responsibly. Okay. That's got to give you some hope to see that the archdiocesan schools are doing well, that some of the other private schools in the city that are open, that they've had some success so far. Yes, they've done an amazing job. Again, I think, you know, taking some of the anxiety away from COVID-19 and having them really focus on infectious control has really uh, been a win-win for everyone. And, you know, we understand that this is a very fluid situation and things will change. Um, But right now what we have in place seems to be working. And so we're going to continue to support them as best we can um, to help help them um, and the community at large get through the COVID-19 pandemic. So I want to just briefly touch on sports. I know this has been a major minefield in St. Louis County. They've taken a lot of heat for their restrictions, but the city's restrictions are actually quite a bit stricter. Um, are you considering at this point relaxing those, or do you feel pretty good about those where they're at? So I think, you know, we have to remind ourselves of the intent of uh, the guidelines that are in place. And so our intent in the city is to make sure that we are Uh, protecting the health of um, our most vulnerable populations, and children are a part of that group. Um, So when we developed our guidelines, you know, we um, had had ongoing discussions and we continue to have ongoing discussions with athletic directors and coaches across the city of St. Louis to make sure um, they have infection control plans in place and operation plans in place for for all sports that are offered at their institution. Um, And when we get to a point where we feel like it's safe, um, uh, we will work with them to resume youth sports in a safe and responsible way. Okay. And so it doesn't sound like there's a timeline on that at this point. Yeah, we're trying not to put timelines on, uh, on on things because, again, it's a very fluid situation and we want to make sure that we are um, not unnecessary, we're not uh, putting our community in harm's way unnecessarily. And so uh, we're very cautious, we're very conservative because we care about our community and we want to make sure that uh, we protect them as best we can during this 
very difficult time. Okay. We've got a couple questions from listeners. Um, one here, this is hopefully a pretty quick yes or no, but Jerry wanted to know um, if you if you would be willing to try to secure approval from the mayor to have the meeting recordings of the health department joint board of health and hospitals on YouTube. Is that something at all on your radar, trying to get those archived so the public could watch them? Um, yes, we've uh, started having some discussions about that. You know, at this point in time, there's a, there are there's a lot of critical information that's being shared during um, the health department's uh, board of health and hospitals um, board meetings, um, and we think that uh, the ben- this information may be beneficial for the community at large, so they understand, you know, why certain things are being are happening across the city and why certain measures and mitigation strategies are being implemented. Um, and so we we will have on, on some ongoing discussions about that, um, and hopefully that'll, that may change over the upcoming weeks. Okay. And one more question from a listener that I want to loop back on while we still have you here. And this relates to the playgrounds. And I'm sorry, because I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I, I fully understand that you're saying you don't recommend people use these playgrounds. There is still some risk with using these playgrounds. But is it fair to say these playgrounds are open? So we're work, we're working to get proper signage up again mm-hmm. necessary to remind individuals that we're still in the middle of pen, of a pandemic and there are certain measures that they still need to um, adhere to and implement uh, to protect themselves and their children. And so um, we're hoping that um, uh, the signage will be up today, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, we'll be working really closely with the the um, parks department, the parks division, with the city of St. Louis um, to reopen them in a safe and responsible way. Okay. So the reopening is going to be an ongoing process, not as simple as saying once the signs are up, they're open. Well, we're, we're, that will be a message that goes out through um, uh, the mayor's office uh, to let the community know that, this, that the, oh, the playgrounds will be open. Okay. And you see that happening, it sounds like, in a matter of days. I, I know she months ago said the playgrounds may reopen soon. It sounds like this message is one we can expect very soon. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, that is all very helpful. And uh, Dr. Frederick Eccles, St. Louis Health Director, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and addressing all these questions we had related to, to children and related to the coronavirus. Thank you for having me. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available at stlpublicradio.org. Or you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, the Stitcher Podcast app, or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is produced by Evie Hemphill and Lara Hamden, with production assistance from Aaron Dorr. The senior producer is Emily Woodbury, and the executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.